MDN TV, the podcast. Be abreast with now. Never miss a thing with MDN TV, the podcast. We love to keep you in the present with diverse goodies from secular and non-secular subjects of global interest. Join us. Grab more from these series. Listen to our podcasts. The undeniable choice. It's sundown. The day has just begun. Good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. Yes. Ha ha! This is MDN Show. We're running with the times only on MDN TV, the podcast. And I am Major Daughter. Welcome, welcome, welcome to all our listeners. Meet us in the comments. We are live there. Engage, share, whatever it is. Just be kind and nice. Go ahead and share this broadcast, share this program, share this podcast let me tell you i may be all happy and all jubilee right now let me tell you something we are talking about emotional avoidance what is emotional avoidance my guest is going to take us through all this understanding it can help us to better um, decision making and greater life fulfillment how do you know that the person in your life the reason they're so indecisive, they can't decide, they can't take any decision. It could be emotional avoidance. Look, we're going to go into different things. I want to know how, 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 the, how do we deal with emotional avoidance in a relationship? How do you deal with um, an emotionally avoidant partner? All these things right here on MDN TV, the podcast. We're going to do just that after this. MDN TV, the podcast. Be abreast with now. Never miss a thing with MDN TV, the podcast. We love to keep you in the present with diverse goodies from secular and non-secular subjects of global interest. Join us. Grab more from these series. Listen to our podcasts. The undeniable the choice. undeniable choice indeed for today is Michelle Maidenbach. Let me tell you, she joins me momentarily. One of the things that could be behind emotional avoidance is trauma, is pain. And I want to say this, pain is the same everywhere. Trauma is the same everywhere. So wherever you are, get ready. Tell others to jump in. Let us deal with this once and for all. Mitchell, the mic sings to you now. Thanks a gazillion times for saying yes and for your time, Michelle. Hi, so nice to meet you. And I'm so happy to be on here. So thanks for inviting me. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about myself, because why would you want to listen to me if you you know, don't know who I am. That wouldn't make <laughs> yes, any sense, yes. right? Um, so I live in actually New York. Uh, I know there are people from all over the world, which is so exciting to be able to reach, you know, people all over the planet. Um, I have a private practice and I have a nonprofit organization called Through My Eyes, and it offers free clinically guided videotaping for chronically mm -hmm. medically ill individuals who want to leave a legacy for their children and loved ones. Um, I teach at NYU, which is New York University in New York City, and um, I do a lot of writing. So uh, this is my second book that just came out uh, in the past week or so, wow. which is very exciting. And um, I am a Psychology Today blogger, 
And I also do guided meditations on YouTube as well. So you could definitely look me up, look at my website um, and find out all about me. There's tons and tons of resources and articles that I've written over the years. So I'm really excited. The reason why we're talking about emotional avoidance is I did a TED mm-hmm. talk. Um, yeah. yeah, I did a TED talk on circumventing emotional avoidance. And mm-hmm. I have to tell you, it's been amazing how much interest people have in what emotional avoidance is and how it impacts our lives. So you asked before, you know, how does this impact us across the board with our relationships, yes, like yes, personally, yes. in decision making? So I'm going to say it, it does affect us in very significant ways across the board. And something, you know, you may say, oh, who, what are the type, the prototype of people that have emotional avoidance? Interestingly mm-hmm. enough, it's every person, <laughs> including you wow. and I. Yes, I emotionally avoided. So I could well. be, I could be one of them. Oh no! Yeah. Yes, yeah. Michelle. And the most important thing to know is why are we emotional avoidant? Like, what is that about? And again, you you made a really important you know point to say that it's cross cultural. It doesn't matter where you live. It doesn't matter who you are. Yes. You experience emotional avoidance. It affects each of us differently, of course, based on our histories, based on you know what we're going through in our lives but it does affect us. Why? That's the question. It's the way that our minds are wired. Okay. There's Mm. in terms of our neurocognition, we are set up to avoid discomfort and danger and danger. And our minds Mm. chronically put us in a position where we're always again, avoiding danger and always trying to be more comfortable or avoiding discomfort. Now, if you know anything about positive or negative emotions, and this is interesting, it's mm. not just negative emotions that we avoid. We actually yeah. avoid positive yeah. ones too. So I'll give you an example. If you really are in the moment with something and you really connect with positive, joyful moments, guess what your mind does two minutes later? Oh no, I better not be too happy because I don't know if I'm going to be able to sustain this happiness. Or what happens the next time I experience this? I'm not as happy as I am now, right? So we're never at rest with our emotions. There's always this reluctance. There's always this kind of striving towards protecting us. And we constantly go into a a state of protection. Does that make sense? It does. It does. Does it mean we are afraid of greatness? Are we afraid of... uh, of happiness, are we afraid of joy? Because if you say this does not only affect people negatively, also positively, because you just don't know what could happen next, Michelle. That's right. Life is so precarious. Life is so inconsistent. And we know at any given moment, and some of you, you know, probably have experienced this, especially if you're in a country where there's war, famine, etc. right? Anything could happen at any moment, right? People at any moment could get sick, could die. You know, so when we have these really, really strong attachments, we're putting ourselves in positions where we're chronically, chronically attaching to ideas and thoughts and people. And we're always fearful. Like you just said, we're always in a state of fear all the time. And everybody has different fears. So it's not the same. It's not the same across the gamut but we all do have fears. So what happens when we get fearful? We avoid, 
we disregard, we distract, we do all these Mm. wonderful things. Our mind tries to play these mind games in order to make us comfortable. And I'll give you a good example. I had a session yesterday with a client. I have to tell you that I ended the session with tears streaming down my eyes because it was so Mm. emotional. And she made herself so vulnerable to me in the session. And I saw that she was willing to be vulnerable. She was willing to be uncomfortable. And I wanted to convey to her that I really felt appreciative that she trusted me enough to show herself in a way she typically doesn't. And how touching that was for me on a personal level that she gave me that honor and respect, you know, and trust in me. Um, and those are words she doesn't hear from anybody because she had a really, really traumatic upbringing. And what was happening in the course of her life, and this has to do with relationships, she was getting in relationships where she had to be the one who was formative, the one who was thought about the most, the one that was always paid attention to, like her expectations were so incredibly high that it really was almost impossible for anybody to meet her expectations because they were so high. And she always inevitably ended up disappointed all the time. So um, it was so interesting. She happens to be dating a married man with children. She's single. And she said, she said to me, like lately he's been a little bit, you know, I would say distant because he knows she knows it was the holiday weekend and he was spending time with his kids. So she got really angry. Like, oh, now he's spending time with his kids and now he's busy. So he, he distanced himself and I didn't hear from him for like two days when before he's calling me and calling me like, it's not okay. You know, I want somebody who makes me a priority and I'm the most important. And I said to her one minute, is that really what you want? Does that align with your values? Does that align with your values that you want this, you want this guy to neglect his children to neglect his family and for you to be the most important. Is that what you're telling me? And she kind of stopped for a second and got confused. And I said, you know what that was like when you were a child and you were neglected and you were not a priority in your parents' life. Would you want to be with somebody who's treating their own children that way? Really? For the sake of you feeling good and feeling comfortable because it proves to you that you're number one and she stopped and she goes, that makes me sick into my stomach because she recognized, she recognized that for the sake of her feeling good and comfortable that she was willing for this guy to neglect his children. And just the thought of that or kind of wrapping her head around that disturbed her. And she said, you know what? this is not healthy for me to be in a relationship like this. Like I need to be, and I said, you know what a healthy relationship is? That's called codependence. You want interdependence. You don't want codependence in a relationship, right? You want to be able to be confident in your relationship without feeling such extreme attachment, you know, anxiety or abandonment. That's not going to make you feel like you're in a healthy relationship. You're chronically going to be anxious. And it it was a big moment for her. It was like an aha moment. It was really incredible. And she's like, wow, I never thought about 
how my expectations like draw me into being comfortable, into being the, with the familiar and then repeating my patterns that I have for over so many years. For And I said, how many years? She said like 24 years. I'm like, that's a long time. That's right? a lifetime. Yeah. 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 For her, it is, you know, for her, it is a lifetime. So you really want to be in touch with what emotions you're avoiding, why you're avoiding yeah. them, why you're avoiding them. What the secondary gain is that you're getting out of avoiding them because you're, you're doing it, but you're also getting something positive out of it. And you have to also recognize that. Okay. Whether it's, Mm. yeah. And then once you're able to establish that is really challenge yourself and do something counter to what you always do and challenge those thoughts and challenge those feelings and challenge again, the predisposition to continue with that, let's say, maladaptive or unhealthy behaviors. But what, what really causes this emotional avoidance? What, what's behind it? Because, well, for, like I said, for every, not, we're, naturally yeah. wi- we're naturally wired that way. Like I said, we're naturally wired that way. And depending on your experience and who you are, you know, people do it to a different extent and people do it in different ways. So, you know, for this particular person that I'm talking about, she grew up in a family where her parents were both substance abusers and she was severely her and, you know, and her sibling were severely, severely neglected in a very significant way. And then unfortunately, when she got older, she had significant trauma which, you know, again, you could imagine, right, coming from, you know, a household where she had so much yes, neglect, yes. she just wanted love and attention and affection at any cost, if you can imagine, right? So for her, she is so fearful of intimacy, because it feels good, but it's scary, because guess what, in her life, the rug was always pulled from underneath her, nothing was ever consistent. So she doesn't Mm. trust, she doesn't trust people. And even if, even if it's something that she wants intellectually in her mind, it's very difficult for her when she feels connection, when she feels, you know, joyfulness, she's so fearful of it because of fear that it's going to leave her. Right. So that makes sense. Mm. So there's all these reasons why we do it. I know for myself, I could just speak for myself. I know that I also get very, it's very, very difficult for me sometimes, you know, to really, um, I, I, you know, I'm a bit of a perfectionist and I always want to make sure that people are perceiving <laughs> yes. me a certain way, right? Because yes. I've, I always, <laughs> I've always worked so hard in my life, right? With my education, wow. my relationships, but I realize that that takes away sometimes you know, this persona that I need to really cultivate for myself takes away from the interpersonal relationship and from me being authentic and me just being who I am, right? And showing who I am and for people really liking me for who I am. So all of us, we do it for all different kinds of reasons. You know, you have to kind of explore and understand that for yourself. And could you relate to it in any way? Like anything that you feel like you avoid? Um, what, what comes to me right now, I must really say is that, uh, 
based on the example you have given of this client that you had to just deal with, I think yesterday also, yeah. is, this, is there a healthy way to engage with past painful experiences and emotions when, when we encounter them so we can build better relationships? The reason I'm bringing that is because it always boils down to how you grew up, what you had to deal with in the past. It goes back to my past. You sure? It, it does, but we can, you know, part of what happens in our brain and in our neurocognition is there's these kind of neural pathways that get formed, mm. okay? And they're kind of what I call a frame of reference, okay? So whenever we get triggered, or whenever we're in experiences in our lives, we automatically default to those places. Mm. So if we get fearful, you know, we'll automatically, you know, we'll automatically get, you know, kind of go to the place of like, oh, he's going to leave me or um, I can't trust him or whatever the case is. Yes. Right. Mm. But the beautiful thing, which is important to know, is that we can change our neural pathways. And we could have we could have different structures and different experiences and building up our confidence and all these wonderful things that help really narrate a new story, a different story, a new way of looking at something. And I could tell you for myself, and I'll just tell you personally, it really wasn't until I would say about, you know, 20 years ago or so, and I'm 51. Yes. It wasn't until 20 years ago. Wow. Um, I met I met two two people who are, who are my closest closest friends today. Um, but I let them in in a way that I've never done before with other people. I made myself mm. raw. I made myself vulnerable. I took risk in a way that I've never done before. And because of the response that I got from them and because of the love and the nurturance that they showed me, it really helped like really kind of kick off this wave of opening myself up in a way that I haven't before. And, and self-love and self-compassion, like I'm lovable the way I am. I'm worthy. Yeah. Um, I could have flaws. I could have, I, I could be imperfect, but still lovable. And those were mm. things that I've cultivated over time because of putting myself out there, because of changing the narrative and changing those neural pathways. And by the way, there's never an ending to this. <laughs> I'm still doing it every single day, all the time. And wow. it's, it's a beautiful thing because you see you know, you see changes, you know, another example I could give you is um, I tend to go to an angry place. Some people go to a sad place, a depressed place, right? I'm very, very comfortable with anger. You know, that's something that's really comfortable, which, mm. a, lot of, which a lot of people are. Yeah. <laughs> Tell so, me about it. Yes. With anger. Yes. I could, be very, I could be very fiery and angry and rageful, you know, and I, and, and it makes me feel powerful and strong, you know, and empowered, mm. but it's a false, <laughs> but it's a false sense of strength. That's the problem. Yes. 
what 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 really shows our strength is when wow. we're able to be vulnerable and express sadness when i'm able to express disappointment you know and i'm able to really be you know humane i'm able to connect to compassion for myself for others right and that's not an easy space for me that's a really hard space for me but you know just the other day i became a little incensed and you know kind of rageful and angry and i took a step back and i closed my eyes and i sat and i did you know my a meditation and i said to my i asked myself what am I fearful of? What am I worried about? Mm. And it was, it was amazing because I was able to really hone in instead of reacting and acting from an angry place, which is very off-putting and cuts off relationships, of course. I was able to act from a mindful, caring, compassionate, relational way. And it was such an incredible, wonderful experience. Because I was able to get this connection with somebody in such a deep way. And I felt so proud of myself that I did something different than I typically do. So guess what? When that happens, all of a sudden the oxytocin, which is kind of that feeling good hormone gets kicked in. And I'm like, cool, this feels good. I want more of this. I like feeling positive oh. about myself. I like that interaction that I had with this person. I, I want more. I, I'm going for that. <laughs> so in the future, I'm going to do that more because it felt so good. And I felt so proud of myself. And it's going to compel me to continue that type of behavior to make self-improvement and really you know, personal development. So that's yeah, where it's at. Yeah. It's constantly, constantly, and take small steps. Do it incrementally, little by little. This doesn't happen overnight. I just want, I've been doing this <laughs> for many, many, many years, and it's never perfect. There are times I rage and I apologize, right? There are times that I'm not perfect. That's okay. It reminds me of my humanness. Mm. Yes. So it's really taking the baby steps and building up to it over time. It sounds easy, but I wonder if the application for everyone could be the same. Look, there are some people who are just carefree. They don't show any emotions for anything whatsoever. They're not angry. They're not happy. They are just, they just don't care. Could we say they don't care or there could be some, something to do? Absolutely not. Where does this? No. Yes. Absolutely not. It's the opposite. (laughs) It's the opposite. (laughs) Yes. We build up defenses with our emotions because of our history, you know, and our experiences. So here's another example. I had a client yesterday, same thing, another client. He happens to be a college student. He happens to be a college student. Yes. And what he's finding is people, he's, he's, he's very like, he's good looking, he's smart, you know, academically he does well. He's, if you look at him, he's amazing. Like literally on piece of, on paper, he's amazing. But what he's mm-hmm. finding, what he's finding in his relationships that people will, again, they'll be interested in him. And then all of a sudden, for whatever reason, the relationship just unravels and they lose interest in him. Wow. Yeah. And um, you could imagine being a college student. Okay. How hard that is. And he just yeah. had an incident in a relationship in an intimate relationship where the person like just wasn't following up with him. He would, you know, he would ask her out a number of times. 
and she wouldn't respond to him. And he came into session and he was so disappointed. And he said to me, why does this always happen to me? Like, wow. I don't understand why this constantly happens. And it was so clear to me, even in our sessions, when I'm talking to him, he's very rigid, you know, in terms of his body language. <laughs> oh my goodness. His, his body language is so um, pensive, you know, so pensive yes. and, rigid and, you know, kind of right. You could see it in his body that he's really uncomfortable, right. And anxious. Yes. Um, and, and we talked about that. We talked about that, that, and he said to me, it's so interesting. I really love listening to people. And I said, that's nice. I'm glad that you listen to people. And I, I, I imagine that they really appreciate it, but do you share with them? Like they're giving you something. Mm. Are you, is it a reciprocal relationship? They're sharing. Are you sharing? And he said, not really. I said, Guess what wow. happens? Guess what happens over time when somebody's sharing and sharing and sharing and you're not sharing? How, what do you think that experience is for the other person? It's it's you know the, the relationship gets stale. It gets boring, right? You know the other person thinks yeah because it's somehow one sided now. Yes. Yeah, it's but it's not. It's also not satisfying to the other person mm-hmm. because they they want to connect. Exactly. They want to connect. Yes. And you're not giving them the ability to connect with you because you're so guarded. He's so, so guarded. And wow. yeah. And, with and all the good looks and yes. the good CV on paper look. But the good looks only goes just so far. Right? Yes. So after a while, when you're with somebody, you don't see their looks anymore, <laughs> right? You see their personality. You see their the connection with them. The looks vanish. You know, we're all yes. going to, you yes. know, it doesn't matter anymore. So if you can't connect on a deep way, the relationship's not going to sustain itself. That's just the way it is. But that's an example of somebody. And for him, I'll give you another example with him. For him, he grew up with, with, a, with a sibling, with a brother who had significant developmental kind of challenges um, and is on the autistic spectrum. So he Mm -hmm. was always, always expected to go out of his way and to accommodate, you know, his sibling. Wow. So his needs in a lot of respect got neglected as well because everybody's always worried about the brother. Everybody's always about worried about the brother that he is always, you know, he, you know, in some ways he doesn't feel like his needs matter. So it's been, it's been challenging for him. And, and I said to him again, using myself in the session, I said to him, you know, what, how I experience you, I said, there are times that you open up to me, but you, I still feel you holding back or you express Mm. something that's really deep, but I don't see it in your face. I don't see it in your, in your kind of body language. It's not reflected. Yes. So it takes away from the connection. And I, and I even shared with him, I said, there are some clients that I work with that I feel so deeply connected and I feel so, you know, kind of this deep, deep level um, warmth connection. And I said, although I feel very warm towards you and I feel connected, there's always something, there's a little bit of a barrier 
you know, there's a little bit of a barrier. And I think we need to explore that more. And, ex you know, we need to kind of understand what keeps you from putting yourself out there in a way that's, that's going to really get you those connected relationships. Hmm. I hope you feel connected right now. <laughs> I do. I Look, do. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you spoke about the frames of the frames uh, the frame of references in our brains. And I yes. guess this also boils back or down to that again. Is it possible to erase these frames, these points of references in our brains, these files, can they be deleted? Because you said we've got to do this consistently and practice. But how do you practice with these files there? When we create other files, how do we get rid of this one? We don't, we don't ever want to get rid of parts of ourselves, you know, because that's, that's assuming that, that it's bad or it's unworthy. No, yeah. every single parts, part of us is worthy. So when I talk about my rage, guess what? The rage is also what's made me into I am, who I am today. The rage mm -hmm. has made me into an ambitious, striving, you know, passionate person. And I don't want to get rid of that. Absolutely not. It's, yeah. also, it's also led me to have such core, fundamental, strong values that I maintain. And I love that part of myself. I absolutely love that part of myself. And I never, ever want to feel like, you know, like um, a dish rag on the floor that somebody could step all over me. I want to feel strength and I want to feel groundedness. However, I don't need to feel it to the extent that I do. So all we're doing, we're not getting rid of it. We're lowering the volume. That's all we're doing. Wow. wow. We're just lowering yeah. the volume. Yeah. And I know we're kind of um, coming to the end. Um, so, you know, I recommend that everybody take the time to really do it in a very, very incremental way, re really challenge the discomfort and again, recognize that we're wired to avoid negative emotions and discomfort and to really challenge yourself to have a new narrative, to have a new way of functioning. I actually wrote a book, which I shared with you yes, that yes. was published. Um, it's, you know, only in the U.S., unfortunately, but I'm sure you could get it because right now you could get anything anywhere. <laughs> it's called, this is it. And I, I'm so happy with the cover. I love the cover. It's called Ace Your it's Life. Lovely. Thank you. <laughs> Unleash your best self and live the life you want. Um, again, ace your life. But ace stands for it's it's under the pillars of acceptance, compassion, yes. and empowerment. So mm. it talks about some of the skills that I talked to you about, and then it goes into a lot more. It's my life's work, and um, I use a lot of client examples. There's a lot of worksheets that you could fill out. And at the end of each chapter is a guided meditation, a QR code with a guided meditation that you could kind of log on to. So I hope, you know, my hope and my dream for all of you is to really live the life you want and to be your best selves because life again is so precarious and it's so short. We never know what's going to happen from moment to moment. We just know what's going to happen in the here and now. And every moment is precious. So make it your best. Yes, make it your best practice. And here's the book. You want to ace your life. 
Yes. Uh, Michelle has already put it together for us. Michelle, we are out of time. Yeah. How can our listeners find out more about you and continue this conversation? I'm telling you what, uh, you've got to come back. This was not sufficient. The time just flew away I know. while we're still trying to grab whatever <laughs> we can grab. How yeah. can we find out more about you? How can our listeners continue sure. this conversation? So pl- please go on my website. That's the best place. It's www dot michelle maidenberg.com and that's m-i-c-h-e-l-l-e m-a-i-d-e-n-b-e-r-g that's my full name dot com and i am happy to be here and i'm happy to meet you and thank you so much for having me on it's a pleasure before you go any parting shot what would be your advice to anyone dealing with emotional avoidant partners or with avoidance in a relationship before you go if that could be your last word we don't really yes. appreciate so, it michelle so just to again to recognize it and to commit in a willing way to work on it even if it's uncomfortable and that would be that would be the, the last word. <laughs> Thanks a gazillion times. Okay. Michelle Maidenberg. Ladies and gentlemen, that is Michelle. Check her website, michellemaidenberg.com. We'll put you. everything in the description. Go to the description. Okay. The links will be there. The links to the book as well. I believe they can get the book from Amazon, right? Yes. So yes. make sure you can get the book. Thank we you. are promising one thing. We're going to ask Michelle to return for us to finish this. We 100%. want to deal with. You got it. Yes. <laughs> oh, thanks. That is it. Thanks, okay, Michelle, thank for your bye. time, your wisdom. Yes, yes, yes. It's bye for now to all yes. our listeners and our viewers around the world. Go get the book, go to the website. Check these things out. Look, you don't just want to receive and take whatever you have taken without application. And she was going to talk about consistency, but we never got to that. Well, next time. I'll have to come back again. That's all. Okay. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Thanks, Michelle. Bye. Bye. MDN Talk Radio. The mic swings to you at MDN Talk Radio. The conversation is upbeat with life-enhancing chats moderated by personalities that matter. Exclusive conversations to keep our radio community interactive is with you now. Log on from the comfort of your couch or take us along in your palm as you go. Hear us. The undeniable choice. Yeah, unfortunately, the time there was of uh, great essence and Michelle had to go elsewhere. Look, she's coming back. I can promise you that. We're going to take a very deeper look because she's giving examples and that's what you want. You want to hear examples because examples help us to apply, um, to really apply what we're receiving. I tell people that time is always the enemy. Well, Michelle will be back once again. Check her website, michellemaidenback.com. The links are in the description. Get the book. Everything you need is right there. And engage and connect with her to all our listeners and viewers around the world. Well done. MDN Talk Radio. The mic swings to you at MDN Talk Radio. The conversation is upbeat 
with life-enhancing chats moderated by personalities that matter. Exclusive conversations to keep our radio community interactive is with you now. Log on from the comfort of your couch or take us along in your palm as you go. Hear us. The undeniable choice.